world, this is the Fanatic Podcast. I'm Parker Gerlecki, a.k.a. the Fanatic, and with me as always is my broadcast partner, Dad, a.k.a. Ryan Gerlecki. I've got a passion for all things sports. So, on the Fan and Fanatic Podcast, we'll talk to anyone and everyone from all over the world of sports who will sit still long enough to answer my questions. That's right. Now, as a result of complications from severe brain damage at birth, unfortunately, Parker will never be able to physically play sports. But that cannot and has never stopped him from loving everything about sports and dreaming of a career in broadcasting. So each of our guests graciously gives of their time on this podcast to invest in Parker's dream and to help him be part of the sports world he loves so dearly. Now, let's play ball! Welcome back, Fanatic Addicts, to the Fan and Fanatic Podcast. It's my absolute honor to introduce my guest today, Mr. Reese Dismukes. So, Mr. Dismukes, before we start, I need a, I need to tell you something. So, do you listen to the Auburn games on the radio by any chance? Um, It depends. Um, Sometimes I do. It, it kind of depends on what I got going on that Saturday. So you know how so have you ever heard the voice that says you've been listening to the outdoor Alabama countdown to kick off now it's game time let's go back to blah 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 here's the alongside blah 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 here's the voice of the Tigers Andy Bertram I believe so yes I actually know the guy that does that his name is Mark Aston M A R K A S T O N so I just want to shout him out so anyways before but nice. so yeah I just wanted to get that he out does of the a good way. job Yes, he does. I just want so I just wanted to get that out of the way before we started. Anyways, please tell everyone who you are, where you're from, and your connection to the sports world. Um, well, Parker, thanks for having me. I appreciate you asking me to come on. Well, um, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, my name is Reese Dismukes. Um, I'm from uh, Spanish Fort, Alabama. Um, grew up uh, grew up in Spanish Fort and. Uh, Played at Spanish Fort High School. Played football, golf, tennis. Um, played all the, all the sports um, as much as I could. Um, you know, was fortunate enough to receive uh, scholarship offers. Um, my first one came from Alabama, um, and my final three came down to Alabama, Florida State, and Auburn. Um, and my mom had went to Auburn, and um, it was really at the end of the day for me, it was about playing time. And, uh, and staying in the state of Alabama, um, you know, growing up in, in South Alabama, being a per capital, one of the, you know, one of the areas in the country that, you know, a lot of players come from, you know, in, in the NFL and in college, it's just been a, it's had a, um, you know, a history of producing talent. So, and then just being in the state of Alabama, you know, if you go play at Auburn or Alabama, you're, you're, you're pretty much, if you do a good job and you're respectful and, um, you meet the right people. Um, you, you should have an opportunity at work for the long haul. So, um, you know, that, that gave me the opportunity to, to stay in state. So, um, had a scholarship, went to Auburn, um, played football there for four years, played center, um, had a, a really good career. Um, you know, on, on paper, started 50 games, um, a lot, a lot of bumps along the road, but, uh, you know, and then I went and played, uh, in the NFL. 
um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Carolina Panthers, and a short stint with the Denver Broncos. So um, ultimately my career ended, um, you know, because of my shoulders. Um, The Denver Broncos wanted to put a waiver on my contract on my shoulders saying they said I had arthritis and bone spurs and um, they wanted to put in the contract if if I was to hurt either of my shoulders that they could just cut me. Um, so my agent advised us not to uh, not to sign that deal, and um, we uh, at that point we moved on. You know, when you're a when you're a rookie, um, you know everything's taken care of care of. But this was going into year three, and you know you go to a rookie mini camp, you try out, you make the 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 roster, the camp roster, you get a futures contract. And at at that point, if you're not a rookie, you're having to pay your own way. So um, you're not, I mean, in the off season, you know, in the NFL, I'm sure it's up from now, but when I was there, you were only getting paid like $1,200 a week um, in the off season. So say you go try out with the New York, you're not even going to be able to to live up there. You're going to be in debt. But um, so, you know, my football career, that was pretty much, you know, football is my sports as far as uh, what I'm known for. But these days, it's just golf and tennis. Hold on, wait. So you mean to tell me you had a scholarship offer at FSC to FSU? So, so you, so you could have. So instead of you getting beat by FSU, you could, you could, you could, you could have been the one doing the beating. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could have, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Um, you know, we uh. To be able to do what we did in 2013, you know, going, um, I guess it was 12 and two or wh- whatever we we end up going, but we, um, you know, to come back from going three and nine the year before to to have that season with with our, you know, with our team and and the people I came in with and all that, it was just, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I w- I wouldn't change anything if I had to go back and do it all over again. So you were the one that snapped to Nick Marshall, who then threw to Ricardo Lewis. Did you like, did you fit, was that like a surreal moment for you? I had a uh, pretty good seat in that, uh, in that, in that <laughs> house that night, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Ricardo was always a guy that when I was there, I mean, he was an unbelievable player, extremely fast. I mean, one of the best athletes on the team, but um, for a while there, you know, he, he, he had uh, some concerns catching the ball. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, it, uh, when it got tipped up to him right in his hand, it was like, you know, it couldn't happen any better. Are you still connected with those guys like Chris Davis and Ricardo Lewis and that sort of thing? And those guys? Yeah, we, um, we actually had our, um, yeah. our reunion. Yeah, 10 years, 20- baby. 10 years. Yeah. 2013 SEC championship. Um, we beat Missouri pretty bad that night. Oh but- yeah. <laughs> we were there. We were there. Yeah. We were yeah. in all those games actually in 2013. So, so what are your and then so here's the awkward part. My dad was is an FSU guy, so he was at the champion the national championship game. And when when um FSU scored that touchdown with 19 seconds left, everyone all the FSU fans were losing their their minds. And my dad said, "Oh, we could still lose this game by 30 points." But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I told I was sitting around all these Florida State fans, and you know we go up with 19 seconds left. And I said, I was in Jordan Hare stadium for the miracle against Georgia and the kick six. We could still lose this game. Y'all need to shut your mouth and sit down <laughs> and wait till it hits double zero. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm connected with those guys. Um, you know, I, I still communicate with, uh, Kozan quite a bit, Cody Parkey, Jay Prosh, um, CD. Jeff Whitaker, Chris Davis. Bay Chris Davis, um, every time I see him, um, you know, Whitehead, um, talk to him some. I mean, it's, uh, it's tough, uh, as you get older and, and everybody goes about doing their, you know, their next stage of life but it was really good uh you know getting to see everybody and everybody's so busy these days so it's it's really you know it can be difficult but um you know it's when i do get to see them it's always a good time so hey parker let me jump in real quick Hold on, wait, so wait, wait, obviously wait. you were you, you oh. were you know front and literally center for the catch against georgia where were you uh during the kick six on the sideline like what was your vantage point yeah, so kick six, um, you know, I thought we were going to overtime um, the whole time. So, um, you know, me and Malzahn were talking about, you know, what, you know, what, what we're going to do on the toss, you know, mm. at, at overtime, figuring that out. And then I'm looking for Chris Davis to figure out where he is because me and him were the captains. So um, next thing you know, someone tells me that he's, uh, you know, Malzahn's like, I got him back there to catch the kick. I'm like, okay. Um in case he's short and next thing you know, he's, you know, he's running by and, and the whole time I'm just trying to keep people back, you know, everybody's jumping up and down and, and about to run on the field, you know, crazy. And I'm I'm like, look, stay back, (laughs) you know, trying to hold everybody back. So we didn't have any penalties. Um, and, um, you know, the rest is history. I would really, I'm not trying to sound greedy, but I would really like to have, so, like those guys on the podcast, like Chris Davis or Ricardo Lewis or any of those guys from the 2013 team. Okay, well, you know, I can uh, I can do whatever I can to um, help you out with that. That would uh, that uh, that that's not as hard as it sounds. So you just let me know, and I can uh, I can do whatever I can to make it happen. So what we got to your... flip the we got to uh, flip the wait, balance hey, on this podcast. On, stop, no, Parker, stop, hold on. Stop. Wait, no, no, no. I think this is important because the front end of this podcast, several episodes, were a whole bunch of people connected to Alabama, and you know, and then yes, like a guy I in know. Mississippi State. So, like, it, we need to we need to shift the balance a little bit too. <laughs> so, so, what well, was, so, so, like I said before, so like I was going to say, what was your first year in college? When 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 was that? Twenty eleven, two thousand eleven. So you were so that was after the um the uh that that was after the um the, the championship game against South Carolina. Um yeah. yes, that was um uh, they played um Auburn played uh Oregon. Oregon and the yeah, and they had played South Carolina the year before in the SEC championship. Um, you know, and then beat one I actually graduated high school early. So um I came into Auburn actually January 7th. I think the, the Fiesta Bowl when we mm-hmm. played uh, Oregon was actually on January 10th. So I was actually already at Auburn. So um, wow. my, um, you know, when they came back, we did the championship parade and, and the party and Jordan Hare and all that. And, um, yeah, we, uh, the, my first semester was uh, was pretty fun. <laughs> I was part of the team. It was like we just won a national championship, but, you know, I actually wasn't there when they won it. <laughs> So it was, uh, I got to reap the benefits, but, um, yeah, 2011 Barrett Trotter was our, our quarterback. Um, 
you know, and then he had gotten hurt and we, uh, we were placing four guys up front on the offensive line. It was, uh, you know, a tall challenge. Um, Ryan Pugh, Lee Zimba, Isom, Mike Berry, all those guys that, uh, you know, moved on. So we, uh, we, uh, we had a tall challenge, but, um, you know, we got Barrett and our other quarterbacks killed a few times, but, um, you know, we did the best we could. By the way, I hope I wasn't rude when I when I was trying to get like say something while my father was trying to say something. Was that rude of me? No, you're I'm used fine. to it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, and by the way, did you always play? Okay, sorry. Anyways, back to you. Did you always play center? Uh, well, I, I played um offensive line my whole whole career, except for little league. I played a few years. Um, the um um. It um, it, it tackle. I was always the big guy. I had a stripe on my helmet, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so who was your favorite coach or mentor, and why? Ooh, I'd probably say um, my um, my high school coach, my high school offensive line coach, um, for uh, the first three years of high school, um, Matthew Wells, um. He played uh played football at Troy. Um, he's now a um, high school. I think he's the run game coordinator and O line coach here at Daphne High School um, here now down in South Alabama. Um, but he, um, you know, he he, I would say he's he had the most impact on my career um, from teaching me the game and really giving me the foundation that I need needed to, um, you know. Football wise, to he really taught it from the from the back back end, top end, you know, from from the ground up. He he laid a, an extreme, extremely knowledgeable foundation um, for me to grow on and to learn from. And you know, football is not um, like the X's and O's. It, it's it's like a math problem, you know. Well. Mm. These days, they've got some crazy ways to do math. But, um, you know, with football, like, I don't think they're doing bringing common core into football. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, I mean, it's it, it doesn't matter which level you're at. It just kind of speeds up. So, um, Coach Wells really, um, you know, gave me all the tools I needed to, to build a career on. So, Dad, do you have any questions for Mr. Dismukes? Yeah, I wanted to ask about coaches because you mentioned that you started in the NFL at uh, Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin is near and dear to my heart. As a, I did my undergrad at William & Mary, and, you know, that's where he's from, and we don't have a whole lot of claims to fame. Uh, two of them, you know, our two biggest are coaches right now in the NFL. So, I mean, what, what Wait, did, who's you, the other did one? you know him well? Wait, who's uh, the other Sean one? McDermott. Mike Tom- oh, yeah. Sean McDermott. Uh, go ahead, Reese. Um, yeah, Coach Tomlin um, – you know, I wasn't in Pittsburgh crazy long, but we had, uh, you know, we had met at the combine and the senior bowl and, um, you know, he came around Auburn a few times. I mean, he's, uh, he's a super nice guy. I mean, uh, he had, um, you know, the respect of the locker room and, you know, you had Pouncey and, and Antonio Brown, all those guys were there when I was there. And, um, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it was uh, the environment he ran, the Roonies and all that, that, um, you know, that owned the Steelers. I mean, they were, it's a, it's a historic franchise. There's a lot of history, you know, um, the, the camp at Latrobe, you know, I mean, that, that place and you got monks walking around and it's like a monastery and it's just uh, the whole, the whole Pittsburgh vibe is, uh, 
you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a nation, you know, the, the terrible yeah. towels or whatever, <laughs> all that stuff. I mean, coach Tomlin was, he was super nice. And, uh, Munchak was my line coach there and he was, uh, you know, he was, he was mm-hmm. a beast. I think he's in the hall of fame, but he, uh, you know, we, it was, uh, I like Pittsburgh. I like my time there and just, you know, it didn't work out. So you played a ton. What is the greatest moment or some of the greatest or some of the greatest moments? Um, I'd say, um, probably just, um, 2013, you know, really coming off that three and nine year and, and really nobody, zero expectations, really the, the only, the only, uh, all you got is the people in the room with you. Really, no one else mm-hmm. outside of that room or team mattered. I mean, our goal is literally about, uh, you know, doing whatever we could to, to get better each and every day, each and every game. And, and um, you know, just go out to war with your brothers. And, um, you know, going into – you look at going into the Georgia game, the Miracle and Jordan Hare, going into the Iron Bowl, you know, Going into that Georgia game, Georgia, you know, we were this rushing powerhouse. Nobody could stop us. And, you know, everybody say, well, Auburn's not going to have the same success against Georgia. They're they're averaging giving up 85 yards rushing a game. And then to go into that game and put 320, 350, same with Alabama. They're giving up 73 yards rushing a game, whatever it was. I think it was in the 70s. Could have been low 80s. But to go in there and to – put 350 on them. I mean, make them like it. I mean, there's, there's nothing more rewarding than, than imposing your will on, on, on a unit in front of you. And, um, that's what we did. And, um, you know, Jay Prosh, um, and us five up front and Trey Mason, Nick Marshall. I mean, we, uh, we had a good thing going and, and, and when running the football, it's, you got to, uh, the receivers got to block as well, you know, or you don't, you don't get those big plays and and um we we all took it upon ourselves to do whatever we had to do to make it happen so that was uh i guess my um you know what i look back and 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 enjoy feel like i accomplished and that was uh that's what lima had on so so uh in 2014 auburn played a road game against kansas state how was the atmosphere in at in Manhattan? Manhattan. Yes, Manhattan, Manhattan. Kansas. Um, it was <laughs> uh man, that place was rocking. Um, I tell you, that was one of the loudest places I played. Um, it was a really, it was a cool night. Um, you know, that was uh, when they had the I forget that coach's name. Maybe Bill Snyder. Snyder. That, Snyder. Bill yeah. Snyder. Yeah, Snyder. He was uh, you know, a legend in that uh that arena. Um, but before the game, like, I mean, the people were very well respected, respectful of, you know, us coming in and they, um, like they had motorcycles, like going around the field before the game. It's like a little half track before the game. They're just (laughs) revving them up and the crowd's going crazy. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it's like, hell yeah, this is going to be a fun (laughs) one tonight, you know? And then, I mean, they were. They were, uh, we got out, it was lucky we got out of there with a win. It, um, it, uh, you know, they, they were, they played hard and we played hard and we didn't necessarily play our best game, but, uh, it was, uh, it was a tough challenge on the road for sure. 
Not to mention their mascot literally looks like a, a, a human with a, with a wildcat head. Yeah. Can't trust that. No. But anyways, what is your favorite state? Here's a two-part question for you. What is your favorite stadium or arena you've played in? Other than, like, unbiased, like, with an unbiased. So, give me your unbiased opinion. Your favorite stadium arena you've played in. Unbiased um, opinion, like I said. Well, obviously, Jordan Harris probably is, is my, you know, my number one. Anytime you get to suit it up there, it's, it's a great opportunity. But, you know, road road, road stadiums, I mean, the, the Rose Bowl was really cool. Um, just to, you know, that environment to see, you know, ACDC played here, you know, and the Rolling Stones, just like all the the Super Bowl, just the crazy events that happened there. That was pretty cool. But, I mean, I would say my my – favorite road environment in the SEC was um is Brian Denny, you know, Alabama. Um I um there is there's I mean, right now I'm getting chills on my back thinking about it. You know, <laughs> walking into that hostile um environment. Um literally everyone in there hates you. I mean they literally would they, they would probably pee on you if you let them, you know, I mean, um, if it was leaked, you know, they'd piss on your leg if, if you weren't looking and nobody else was. But the um, I mean, just there's literally when you walk into that type, type of environment, you are literally putting a corner backed up against the wall, lights off, hmm. no, you know, can't see anything and try and fight your way out. And um, if that doesn't get your blood going, I don't know what does. So. But LSU, Cle- I mean Clemson. My my uh, my freshman year, we went up there. I mean that place was loud. They're beating on the side of the, like got washboards. They're beating on the side of. I mean you can't you can't even hear yourself think. I mean you just gotta look at the guy next to you and and uh, hopefully he can read your lips because uh, <laughs> it's just uh, you know it, it's it's hard. But I mean there was some cool stadiums in the NFL that I went to and. Um, you know, Levi Stadium, Super Bowl Fifty. That was pretty cool. You did you did you play in Super Bowl Fifty, or did you? Uh, I was on the I was on the team. Yes, I was on uh, the Panthers. Oh my goodness! So you know, so you know Cam Newton. Yes, yes, I was. Um, I was with the Panthers on when uh, when we went to the Super Bowl. I got there, I think, week five or six. I'm not trying to be greedy, but do you think you could get Cam on the podcast? Probably not. No, I can. You have a much better chance of me getting Chris Davis to to uh, to get on here than than uh, than um, than Cam Newton. No, he's he's above my league. So, what about Kyle Field? What's your what What is your opinion on Kyle Field? That's another good one. That one was um, you know really really um, really cool. experience there i mean i was there before they did the renovation and that place was loud you know when we beat them down in, down there in 2013 um that is one of my i think if my parents had answered the question they would say that was their favorite place though that they went you know they um they went on the road quite a bit um and followed me and would always go and leave notes in my shoes and whatnot um and go check out the field um but they actually had people from Texas A&M call them when they got back to, to Mobile or Spanish Fort when, when they got home, make sure they had a good time. They got home. Okay. You know, actual Texas A&M fans. So it was, um, you know, very, they don't boo other teams there. You know, oh. they, 
they shh or whatever. And my goodness, and there's yell later. The yell leaders are yes. a little, little yes. weird. Um, yes. it is a little weird. <laughs> it's just kind of, I don't know, but they got more money than, than, uh, they know what to do with out there. So can, I'm I, sure ask you, can I ask you another question? Did you, did you ever get to go to Gainesville? Have you ever been to Gainesville, Florida? Um, I've driven through there, but um, never for a game. I, look, I looked it up to see if he had played there. I wanted, I wanted to ask that question too. So, no, we were supposed to, I believe, and um, in 2013, but or 2012, but they had, you know, when they changed because we played them at my freshman year at home, we beat them. Yeah, we were actually supposed to go there in 2012, but that was the year that Missouri and A and M came into the mix. So Florida got bumped um, off our schedule. I actually never played Kentucky. Hmm. Did you? Did you? Because they were because they played in 2015, if I remember correctly. Did you? Were you on the team at the time in 2015, or did you? Uh, or was no, that? 2014 would have been my last year. Because yeah, I, oh we yeah because oh yeah 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 um wait. Hold on. Uh, so now, now here's the second part of the question. Your favorite stadium you visited as a fan? Unbiased opinion. Mm. Well, it's gonna go uh, unbiased as a fan. Um, I went to. Uh, I would say uh, as a fan. Well, I did go to the Cal game this year. That was. Oh uh, yeah. Hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, it doesn't have I, to be I football either, like stadium yeah, to, to go see a stadium, game, any kind oh, of game. Ooh, I, I would say, um, I mean, Red Rocks Amphitheater. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm more of a concert guy. Um, <laughs> games, uh, not so much. Um, the uh, Let's see. I mean, I had some good seats. I went to the... Um, my girlfriend lives in uh in St. Petersburg and she actually went to Alabama and uh a few of my other friends. Uh, we went to the uh t- South Florida Bama game this year and I, we had some good seats um at the game. So it's really about the wh- where I get a good seat at the game. <laughs> um did how much I like the, the oh, Did you sit in the Bama section or the South Florida section when you went to the game? We were in the club level, so um, I mean, it was kind of a mixture of uh, of people there. Um, but I was mainly in the uh, you know the area where the food court was, and uh, yeah. and it was kind of raining that day on and off. So we were uh, we didn't sit uh, we didn't sit. There was no like really here this side or that side. Alabama was didn't really look that good at that point at all. But um, you know, <laughs> they made it out. <laughs> Parker, let me yeah. ask one before I forget uh-huh. to get this question in. So um, Parker hasn't shared it yet, but his little brother, uh, younger brother, uh, has played center and uh, his football team for the past three years, just finished up his eighth grade big, season. And not to mention he has the biggest ego. I think <laughs> he's been he, saying that he has all these D1 offers, but I'm like, no, you ain't getting no. He's a, he's a, he's a number one eighth grade center in all of Pope. No, he's not. He's got the ego. He's got an ego the size of the state of Alaska. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. just for the record, Alaska is the biggest state. 
by land area at least. So uh, he couldn't. He's obviously in school today. Couldn't be here, but he wanted us to to ask just a question about the importance of the center position on the field and the offense. Uh, just uh, any sort of insights of being in a center, how important the center is. We had one of our first interviews was Mark Bolger, who was a, obviously a quarterback. Uh, we asked him the same question. And he first, he said, he's the smartest guy. The center is the smartest guy on the field. Then he recognized what he just said. And he goes, second smartest guy on the field yeah. behind the quarterback. So um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So um, can, can you, can you, what was? Can you ask the question again? Yeah, sure. And just the, the importance of the short, center short, position. Yeah, yeah. Just in short term, the importance. Yeah, because like um, I don't know. The um, I mean, I would say um, I mean, obviously the quarterback is really important. Um, and I mean, it, the quarterback is definitely probably the most important position. But um, you know, the center position is um, unique in a sense that um, you. You know, the quarterback gives you the play and then you, you tell everybody else what to do. Um, you keep people, you, 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 it depends on the team. Some, some teams, the quarterback makes the call. Some teams, the center makes the call. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, uh, you have to get the ball to the quarterback. You know, the security of the football is the number one, you know, item, you know securing the football don't lose the football ball security ball security i mean you you i hear it in my sleep sometimes but um i mean the the center i mean it really all stems you know everybody with you at that position you're put into a, a leadership role without really asking for it so you know it's really at that point it's it's what what you you know are you going to take that take that role and are you going to be someone that people want to follow um, or are you going to follow others? Cause I mean, you really, it, you really have an opportunity to take it and run with it. And, you know, you're only as good as the people around you. So, you know, me as a center, I was um, fortunate, like, you know, to be considered a great player, but then again, I was not able to do anything without either of the two guys next to me. You know, so it um it all works together and, and you know, offensive line are made look bad or made look good. You know, Nick Marshall, Trey Mason, those guys made us look really good sometimes when maybe we weren't doing our best. But the the it, it's only as your your the offensive line offenses are only gonna go as as far as your leadership goes. You know, I think at at Auburn right now and, and the way college football is, um, you know, with the transfer portal and the NIL and all this other stuff. I mean, you're, you're kind of seeing a, a lack of leadership, you know, because there is, it's, it's mm. becoming more and more individualized. I mean, you look at, you look at Auburn right now. And I think one of the most concerning things for me coming out of this season is what we did against New Mexico state. And then coming back I and mean, what we did, what we did against <laughs> what we did against Alabama. I mean, that that tells me that we maybe do not have the leadership that that is required because when you get in a when you get in a battle for you know those tough games where maybe you don't want to be there, um, you know the cupcakes like you literally it's it, it's you're only gonna 
like your your dogs got to step up and got to bring everybody around them and got to get everybody going and that was that was the position that the you know the center position is naturally given that leadership opportunity but you know I've seen good ones I've seen bad ones but you know at the end of the day as a center it's really your responsibility to get everybody on the same page to make sure you you know everybody knows their assignment and to hold everybody accountable cuz at the end of the day, you have to know what everybody's doing. So if you, if you don't know, you, I mean, like the way you learn the game, I mean, I would encourage him to literally, you know, learn defenses, learn, learn, you know, blitzes. I mean, this guy does this, here's what's happening next. Cause it's all about, it's all about, I mean, knowing, I mean, it's not going to change between now and the NFL. I mean, it's, you know, there's little, you know, odds and ends here and there, but you know, the core roots of it all is going to be the same. So, I mean, I would say the center position is, you know, obviously one of the most important on the field, but on offense, if all 11 aren't doing what they're supposed to do, it's not going to work. I need to get to a rant if you don't mind. Have you seen the, have you seen the late, have you seen the college football playoff rankings? I have. Ugh, dude, mm. frigging, no, they put frigging Alabama and Texas in the same frigging thing. Like, take a frigging Alabama out because frigging Alabama lost to frigging Texas and put frigging FSU in, you know? Yeah, that, I, so, I kind of felt like that was the right thing to do, but um, and con- con- so monetarily, con- I think that the NCAA did not, uh, did not feel the same way. I mean, but. Who, who knows? There's a lot out of control right now, in my opinion. So, in conclusion, the ranking committee should not have put Texas and Alabama in, considering the fact that Texas beat Alabama. You know? Mm, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, how? I mean, has anybody talked about the uh, how they're going to a 12 game, and that's going to be four more games for some of these teams? I mean, yeah. if they go from, I mean, like, yeah. uh, what are the players getting paid more now? I mean. Right. <laughs> It's going to be, I mean, the combine's going to be starting by the time they get done with the playoffs. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. This is, uh, I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, but uh, I get that's above my pay grade. <laughs> this is going to be a fun question. So, as a player, is four more games really hard? But I guess, actually, no, hold on. Wait, actually, that, that wait, hold on, Chris. So, yeah. So then, so the round of 12, then the round of six, the round of, you know, right? And then it'll be 12, 12, 8, 4, and then championship. And you'll the first, it'll eight, eight teams. You'll have four games playing the way I understand it now. You'll have four games. You'll have four teams to get a bye. And you'll have four teams, you know, or eight teams playing four games. And then it'll, then it'll be the essentially the elite eight and then the final four and then the championship. So hmm. I'm not yeah. sure what they're going to call it, you know, but. So, okay, this is going to be a fun question. Um, I'm actually going to make it a two-parter. Part one, who has the most obnoxious fans? <laughs> uh, Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. the ca- wow. They they, sh- they <laughs> shake the heck out of those cowbells. How do you drink your beers when you got to hold a damn cowbell all day? Because <laughs> I, I, I was actually at the game that Auburn blew against Mississippi State two years ago. But um, yeah. and so I got to go on the field because my grandfather 
he knows someone who was the athletic director at Mississippi State. I mean, athletic trainer. Sorry. Trainer. So, but so he com- my grandfather compared those things to fr- to cicadias, you know. Cause, <laughs> but anyways, did you? But here's a but here's a cool little I tidbit. That is not liking those. Did you know? So at Mississippi State, you you would think that you would, that they'd just shake the heck out of those things like all day long. But did you know that there are not, that there are certain times where you're not supposed to shake the cowbell, like when the center's about to snap the ball. Yeah, I think that's just a you know a tough rule to enforce. Um, but I would say you know I mean it, at the end of the day, I mean it's just you know it, it, it's what they do. I, I just I mean I would have to be have like some kind of tool belt to to carry that thing around all day, you know. Um, but uh, I would definitely lose it for sure at some point. I'd be like, all right, well, I'll just get another one next week. I mean, do they hand those things out like shakers? You know, it no, they, they, yeah, they, they, it's like a special tradition how they get them. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing could really be used as a weapon. I mean, uh, there's no telling how how much longer they're going to You might be onto something. We might need to, to start a business here, of, like creating holsters for those things that they can wear around their waist and everything. I might start selling <laughs> That's what them. I'm saying. I mean, I don't know how you, you carry that, your, your drinks and whatever else. It just seems somewhat <laughs> like uh, like a lot to keep up with. Okay, now who has the least obnoxious fans? Um, I, I mean, they're all pretty. I think every fan base. I mean, even Auburn included, it's got their bad fans. I mean, you, 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 you go to. I think the. I think. I mean, honestly, I, I take that back. I mean, most obnoxious is I would say probably Georgia. So I mean, no, no, the, the, le- the, le- the least of not- no, wait, because you said the most obnoxious was Mississippi. Well, he just changed it to Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say uh, the, the most disrespectful are Georgia. You know, I mean, then- you got people barking at your family and spitting on them. And like, I mean, it's like like dogs in a cage. I mean, it's it's uh, I mean, Mississippi State, they're kind of annoying with the whole cowbell deal. I mean, but. Every fan base has got bad fans. I mean, have you experienced? Which makes me wonder: Have you experienced a Gator fan? Uh, I've I've had maybe a few, um, but not not necessarily. No, I haven't firsthand. So, which would be worse: a Gator fan or a dog fan? Mm, I would say a dog fan. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Parker. Okay. Okay. Hold We've on. established Wait, that okay. he didn't. He didn't get to go and like experience playing okay, in Ben Hill Griffin. Okay. So like I said, my dad's an because FSU they would guy. Pee on you too. So so he's been yeah. telling me the that like the Gator that Gator Gator fans are horrible human beings. You know, because mm. like when my dad was <laughs> bad at, life choices. You know, have I told you that my Have I told you that my dad? He, I told you my dad was an yeah, FSU guy, right? That. So yes. anyways, so so he so so he that means he go, he went to the. So he he's been going to games. Well, my grandfather. Well, sorry, my my. So his father, my paternal grandfather, has been going to FSU games for who knows how long. You know, mm-hmm. long time. But anyways, what, so that means they go to the they would go to the Florida and Miami games every single year, no matter where it was. So and my dad told me that some of the Gator fans literally truck tr- first they trashed my granddad's car and then they chucked batteries at my dad. Mm. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, they're, uh, there you go. <laughs> but anyways, but 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 all like but all like um uh hate aside, who has the 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 nicest fan base? Like the like op- the opposite of not what what would be wouldn't would the opposite of obnoxious be nice? Uh, 
Is that right? Mm. Maybe, Maybe most hospitable so, fan base. So who, like, okay, nicer so, place so to who play. has the most hospitable ha- fan base? Like the most welcoming fan base? I'd probably say um, Texas A&M. You know, mm. their, uh, their fan base was, uh, you know, very respectful. Um, and, and, you know, I would, this is all, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I see people today and, you know, they're like, oh, you're really so, you know, roll tide. And I'm like, look, roll tide. I mean, it don't really. I mean, I, I look at it through a different filter, you know, mm-hmm. different lens, you know. Um, so you don't let ba- so you don't let fans get under your skin, right? Yeah, I mean, not not at, not at all. I mean, uh, they I mean, it, it's 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 tough for me to watch football. Um, I'm, I'm trying I'm to. I mean, I'm trying to convince my family to take me to Gainesville if and or when that happens again, but they won't do it because, you know. Nope. And then I have another quick story. So you so you remember a year ago when Alabama played Texas A and M in um in Bryant Denny? Mm-hmm. So um, I actually got to, I actually went to that game, and here's so okay. But before you before you ask, here's why. So my grand do you, do you know? So my, my grandfather has a friend. You probably know him. His name is Brian Barrett. I don't know if you know him, but anyway, I, no, 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 because he he works because he because he works with the United Egg Producers. And if you remember correctly, my grandfather did some stuff for them. But anyways, mm. he's a Texas A&M guy, and he had tickets to the Bama game, and he gave us those tickets. So me. My grandmother, grandfather, and brother went, went um went to the um the the Texas A&M Alabama game, and so but I and I wanted to accomplish one thing while I was there: meet Big Al. So we went. So anyways, we went to Elephant. By the way, sorry this story is going on. Sorry this story is kind of rambling and rambling. But anyways, we went to Elephant Stomp. You know their little pregame pep rally. And the Bama fans let me cut in front of them to see Big Al. But but anyways, um, so What'd about game. Oh, yeah, he was nice. But anyways, there there. So like when we got to the parking deck, there were some hooligans, and then there were some <laughs> hooligans outside, like like saying, "Oh, we're gonna beat you," and blah 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 blah. But I just but but I just let that. But I just let it slide. I'm like mm. you. I don't let. Uh, I, I'm like I, I I just let I just outside like, noise doesn't affect you. No, fa- fans don't affect me. I just, I just think of it like, oh, they're just fans being fans. So that's why I'll, yeah. I can. So that's why I'll be able to take to 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 handle Gainesville because. But but anyways, sorry. So yeah, but you'll so go, go there and you won't wear garnet and gold. That's a totally oh, different ballgame. No, you were at you were in Tuscaloosa wearing a uh, and M colors. That's that's no threat. <laughs> Show up wearing orange but, and blue. But anyways, so go back to so go back to it's hard to watch football. Why is that? Hmm. Um, cause I, um, you know, watching the game as having the career that I had, um, you know, people will say, well, what's going on and, and, and why is this happening? And, and they want your professional opinion. And, um, you, you can't honestly tell from, from the TV most of the time. Sometimes you can, but, you know, I'm used to watching the game in a, in a, in a film room with, when I have a, a clicker in my hand and I can go back and forth and back and forth and I can watch the end zone and, and there's so many different things. I mean, the, the running back could take a bad angle. The quarterback could take a bad, you know, a bad drop. I mean, the, um, it depends on the play. You don't know the play and, and, you know, one bad step, it could mean something. I mean, there's just, there's so much that goes into, 
to football and the plays and, and watching what's going on. And unless you have, um, you know, all the views and you can see it and you can rewind it, you know, over and over and over and really go through every position and, and see what's going on. You, it, it's hard to give a, um, you know, uh, a professional, you know, opinion for what's going on. So just kind of, it, it, you know, I, I would say this year, as far as the Auburn games that I watched, I mean, it's probably less than, than, than three or four, you know, um, you know, as far as I listened to more on the radio, um, than I did watch, but it, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's somewhat difficult to watch, watch the games and, and, uh, get into it without all the views. Um, so back to Kyle Field. Uh, so you know, like some how like what fans do, like when uh, when they're t- when the home team comes out, they, they it's it's a chorus of cheers. But when the visiting team comes out, it's a chorus of boos. Mm-hmm. Is that do they do they do they still boo the opposing team when they come out the tunnel at Kyle Field, or do they or is it ju- or are they just silent? No, they um they will not boo at at A and M. They do not that that's part of their tradition there. They uh they they do. Sh- um, but they will not, uh, they will, they have, I guess some, it's a respect deal. They, um, they don't, um, they don't review, they don't boo the, the opposing team. Do they follow the rules at A&M? <laughs> like, cause like, okay. Okay. I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus here, but there here comes but, the bus. So I went to Vanderbilt and there was a woman just like, she pulls out a vape and starts, you know doing the thing. So I look mm. over to my grandmother and I say that and I say, and she says, do you, did you say anything? And I said, no, but anyways, do, <laughs> do the, do the Texas a and fans, do they, they, they don't smoke or vape or none of that. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's some that do. Um, but any, but it, and then a few weeks later during the Bama game, there was a, like the guy in front of us was vaping. And then he and my dad started going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And, all, you know, what I'm saying Never is, mind not then, throwing anybody under the bus. Okay, I'm sorry. I did. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I should <laughs> I was I trying really to enforce stop. the rules. Okay. Yeah, no. People are going to break rules, you know. Rules uh, rules are made to be broken. Yeah, um, I, I don't I, I don't I'm not one of those people that likes to rat, I don't I don't like ratting people out. Especially yeah, no, like, I mean, you know. But anyways, unfortunately, people, you know, unfortunately some people out there just have zero respect for other people and, and, and they think the rules don't apply and, and you put rules into place and they, uh, they just break them just cause they can. And, and, um, you know, that's unfortunate, but that's, uh, you know, the world that we live in. I mean, as far as rules in college football, I mean, with the transfer portal and NIL, I mean, it seems like there are no rules anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years with all that. By the way, I'm sorry for all the side chatter, but anyways, so on this podcast, we are all sports fanatics. So the last question we ask as a fan, what do you think is the all time greatest moment in sports? Ooh, um, all time greatest moment in sports. Um, I'm going to say for me is, uh, probably the, uh, the kick six, I'd say. Um, I mean, uh, just to, to, I mean, there's been a lot of great moments over the years, but I would say, you know, for me personally, um, you know, to be a part of that um, was, uh, you know, um, something that uh, hopefully it's never topped or whatnot. If it is, that'll be pretty awesome to 
to see. But, um, you know, for that to happen in that game and that environment, that that rivalry um, that we have between Alabama, I mean, was, uh, I would say, one of the greatest moments. But, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, you look at, like, Super Bowls and stuff that's happened in those. I mean, there's some pretty uh, pretty amazing things that have happened over the years. But um, personally, I'd say the kick six just because I was a part of it. What? Thank you for your time, Mr. Dismukes. It's It's been really fun to chat. Absolutely, Parker. It's been, it's been way too long, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, you just let me know who, who you want to, you know, whoever I can help with getting on, I'll, I'll reach out and, um, you know, make an introduction and uh, get you guys uh, tuned in with them. Um, and, uh, you know, love the, uh, love the show and uh, everything you got going on. Keep, uh, keep kicking butt. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank y'all. War Eagle. All right, fanatics. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Fan and Fanatic. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for all of your support. Don't forget to follow or subscribe, or whatever your podcast app says to do. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. For my broadcast partner, Ryan Grilecki, this is Parker Grilecki saying, Game, Set, Match! Match!